live here on the Calcio Connection, connecting with you Italian football fans from all over the world. And we actually have a player with us this time around. No more talking to these schlub media members and, and these fans, these supporters. We have the privilege, Jerry and I, of being joined by Kelly Chiavaro, goalkeeper from Napoli Feminile. Uh, so happy to have a player on. And I, and I know for you, Kelly, playing in Naples, playing with Napoli, this is a lifelong dream for you to play in Italy. How did that feel? And when did it happen that that dream became a reality for you? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, so happy to get to talk to you guys. Um, I mean, the whole experience has been surreal um, just to, you know, get the opportunity to be here. I don't think even Napoli and the coaches understand how grateful I am. I, I've never, you know, I never thought this would actually, I mean, come true. And for it to happen like this is awesome. Um, I think it all really, you know, came to pieces and everything worked out well this summer. Um, for me, you know, I've been trying for, I mean, my whole life I wanted to play professional soccer and to play in Europe, especially like having um, an Italian background. I always knew that I wanted to be in Italy. Um, and so, that you know, the fact that I actually get to play here is just surreal. And I always, you know, me and one of an American friend of mine, we always say like, even on bad days, like we are living in Italy. Like this is so cool. <laughs> you know, not a lot of people have the opportunity to do this. And it's just, it's so surreal to actually be living my dream. And, and I'm guessing uh, you, you grew up, uh, you know, watching, watching Italian soccer. Did you grow up an Azzurri fan? And, and was there like a Serie A club uh, you rooted for when you were growing up? Yeah, I, we, you know, me and my family, we always, always watched the Italian national team play women's, men's, either or I watched, I tried to watch as many games as I could, um, especially I would say the women's team, I tried to, you know, I really wanted to play on the national team and I still do. And so for me, it was super important to be familiar with the players, how they play and just how they're growing as a team. Um, so I, that definitely was, you know, a huge part of me growing up and watching uh, the national team. But I would say, you know, just simply because I'm a huge Buffon fan, um Juventus was definitely my team which you know you kind of have to be careful here because a lot of people hate Juventus <laughs> you have to be careful around Jerry and I as well I mean he's a yeah I'm an Interista he's a Laziale <laughs> yeah I've kind of learned that if you know you're either a diehard Juventus fan or you hate them so you really have to be careful who you speak to <laughs> oh, so here, here's a question sorry go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to add, like, most of the, my teammates are Inter fans, and so you really, really have to be careful around them. Okay, now, oh, now, wow. now, now I, I, I'm starting to uh, to like your teammates wow, even more. Inter fan. My dad's an Inter fan. That's the funny part, too. Yeah. Our whole oh, staff, wow. everyone, they're all Inter fans. Oh, wow. No, no one's a Napoli fan, eh? I mean, we definitely have Napoli fans, but we don't have any girls that are actually from Naples, so oh. I would say that would make somewhat some sense. So, so here's a question then. Let's compare and contrast now. You said you're a Buffon fan. Bias aside, who do you think is a better goalkeeper at the age of, of, uh, of uh, Gigi Donnarumma? Would you think that Donnarumma is a better goalkeeper or Buffon? And you being yourself a goalkeeper as well can give a good perspective on this. I'm just curious. I, and, I'll, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll make it easier for you. I think Buffon is a better goalkeeper. <laughs> Not because you're a fan. I just, growing up, yeah. I thought that Buffon overall, I don't look at stats. I just think that the way Buffon plays the game is much more simplified and he's just more technical and, and, and more, he, he makes those key saves when he we needed him the most. Yeah, so I think, you know, one of the first thing you realize when you watch Donnarumma is that he has insane physical abilities. He's 
you know, raises his hands and touches the crossbar and like many other goalkeepers, but he's just so explosive and, you know, just physically just perfect for the position. And so that's something that definitely helps him a lot. And, you know, he's done amazing. He's, I think he's a, like an outstanding goalkeeper. Um, but again, like you just said, like Buffon, his technique is amazing and he might not have been, you know, um, have the physique of a typical goalkeeper, but you know, you look at the goalkeeper from uh, Switzerland, and I am blanking on his name. He did really well at the World Cup, and everyone was talking about him. Um, how he, you know, didn't have the physical abilities, I would say, like that, norm- that most goalkeepers have. Like, he wasn't that tall, he wasn't that explosive, but he did so well, and his technique was so good that he was able to, you know, outperform these other goalkeepers. And I think that's kind of what happened with Buffon, where he's just so technically sound that for me at least he's still the best <laughs> <laughs> so 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 beyond it and and Buffon I mean he, he could still play even at his age I mean beyond uh, beyond Buffon like anyone else men or women who stand out to you that say wow this is one of the most incredible keepers in the world um so I just remembered the name of this Switzerland goalkeeper it's Summer Summer I think yes, right. yes. yeah yes so I think he's a really outstanding goalkeeper. I think, you know, he surprised everyone at the World Cup. And I kind of relate to him because I'm not the tallest. I'm, you know, barely 5'7". And I'm, you know, I'm not super tall and slim and all of that. So I always, you know, struggled with that because in the United States, you know, they always look for tall goalkeepers. And to have someone like him who maybe didn't fit those criteria, but still, like, performed so well and surprised everyone, I really like him. But... You know, you look at all the goalkeepers on the top teams, you know, Courtois and, um, you know, even uh, Loris in France. They're all amazing goalkeepers. And, you know, coming up uh, as, a, as a goalkeeper, like it's it's such an art form and it's such a specialized position, obviously, compared to everything in the outfield. So, like, how, how young were you? Uh, like, did you start as a keeper or were you playing soccer and you kind of figure out maybe this is the best spot for me? Like, at what point did you start to specialize in that? Um, I was much younger. So, I when I actually decided I wanted to be a goalkeeper, I was 10 years old. It was at a point where... Um, you know, as a kid, you always rotate every half who the goalkeeper is. And I ended up going in goal and stopping a penalty kick. And I just oh, remember nice. that feeling after. I was like, this is so cool, you know? And it was all luck. Like, I, I remember so well, I closed my eyes, picked a side, and I didn't even dive. I just put my hands to one side and stopped it. And, you know, my dad was a coach then, was my coach, and he was so happy. And um, I that's, that was the summer. It was the end of the summer at a tournament, and that's when I decided that I wanted to be a goalkeeper. And so that winter season, um, I was in goal the whole time, and it was my first time. And I, that's when I started doing, you know, goalkeeper uh, lessons and with the cl- with my club team and that's when I really decided that I want to be a goalkeeper but I'm also a goalkeeper who um, you know one of my sh- my strong aspects are is my footwork um, with the ball on my feet because I love playing as a field player so you know during practice you put me in a possession drill you know they need an extra player for um, you know a passing drill anything really like I'm the first one to be like I want to go in I want to score some goals um, and so I, I really like playing with my feet as well. So I'm sure, you know, sometimes I wonder like what kind of player would I be if I stayed, uh, as a field yeah. player, but I don't, I absolutely love being a goalkeeper. It's so different. Now, something I've, I've been dying to ask a pro keeper about this. Cause you got me thinking when you talked about as a child, stopping a penalty, 
I am so fascinated by the process of a professional keeper facing a penalty shot. Like, what goes through your mind? Like, how much of it, when you're going up against a PK, how much of it is just, okay, I need to guess and make a decisive guess and hopefully get a little bit lucky here? Or how much are you reading the eyes of the shooter? And like, and, and it all comes down to a split second, but how much of that is you making the split second judgment or do you decide beforehand what way you're going to go? Yeah, um, there are definitely different ways to go about, you know, saving a penalty kick or at least trying trying to save a penalty kick. Um, I think the way that I approach penalty kicks now are much different than what they were in college. In college, you know, um, I looked a lot at, let's say, the arm movement or, you know, how she places herself. But I also um, picked a side and went with my instinct. Um, but now, you know, that I have an amazing goalkeeper, goalkeeper coach, we look a lot uh, prior to games at which players take what kicks and how they kick and all of that stuff. Um, and so now it's, you know, there's a lot more um, thinking going into saving a penalty kick. And so, like, you know, if the girl is looking right at you the whole time, she's likely waiting to see what side you, like, if you take a little step one way and she'll go the other way. Whereas if someone's not looking at the goalkeeper, and is, you know, really just focused on one side, then, you know, more likely or not, you're going to have to just pick a side and go really hard for it. Um, but again, like, it varies with the players. It varies between men and women. It's entirely different. You put a man in front of me, they're probably just going to kick it as hard as they can or something. Um, and then it's just different. Um, I need to apologize on behalf of me and Alex because congratulations on making your first start. Yes. This past so weekend. True. Congratulations. In Italia. Um, I think this is a massive like achievement. I don't care anyone. Like, I'm congratulations because so I, me, if I ever thought ever playing in sports professional, I don't think I can ever make it to that level. I dealt myself easily, but congratulations. The and, Nutella and, was your downfall, yeah, Jerry. Yeah, it's Nutella was the, the downfall for real. But but <laughs> down for real. But I want to ask you, what, what was the experience like? Like being in that game and and you earned yourself a a very crucial 1-1 draw and i think that that can come a long way into the group stage and and i know that it's kind of different to copa italia when it comes to women's football as opposed to the city men's so maybe you can elaborate and just tell us what was it like um i mean it was a surreal experience it was my first game you know in italy my first pro game in europe um and I've been working really hard to get this first game. And so I knew a little bit ahead of time that I was playing this game um, and that I would be playing, you know, the other Copa Italian games for sure. Um, and so it was nice to, you know, have that heads up because, I mean, there was an instance against AC Milan where, you know, the goalkeeper was, um, our other goalkeeper, Yolanda, was, you know, feeling a little bit off. She had a, like some sort of injury and I, I started warming up as well, just, you know, to be sure that I was ready to go in if she couldn't start the game. Um, but, you know, the whole time I've been here, I've won to play. I came here to play at the end of the day. I didn't come here to sit on the bench all season. That's just how it is. Um, I think it, this job wouldn't be for me if that's what I came here to do. Um, and so I'm working, like, really hard, and I'm improving a lot. And obviously, I want to play more games. And so just to get this start and to get, you know, that feel, just a good – to be on the, field, on the field and see how that feels like. I haven't played a game since – um, I think it was probably beginning of May, my last game in Israel. And so just to be on the field and to see how, you know, the movement and see how the, you know, playing with other players and to just get back into it was awesome. Um, you know, I definitely took a lot from it, a lot from the game. And 
I'm excited to be able to be on the field again because now I feel more confident. You know, those like first game, uh, like nerves are gone. Like I did it. I got out there. I played my first game. So, you know, ready to roll now. <laughs> what is your relationship like with Yolanda? I'm not going to say her last name because I'll probably butcher it. But um... <laughs> I'll see you there. Um, no, it's, I have a great relationship with, uh, I call her Yoli. Um, mm -hmm. it's been awesome. I'm always someone who, you know, in the past have been close to older, other goalkeepers I've worked with because at the end of the day, we spend so much time together. I spent more time with Yoli than I spend with, you know, most of my teammates because we are always, always together and we're always training together. Um, but, um, you know, obviously there's competition between us I think that's important to have and I think that's what makes both of us better because she knows you know I'm right on her and I'm right on her tail and she can't afford herself to be complacent and she, you know to have bad practices and to just not be present because I'm right there and obviously she wants to play we both want to play and so there's a healthy competition there and it's nice because at the end of the day we're also very good friends off the field and we really got to know each other and be there for each other and so we're really able to you know, once we get off of the field and we're in the locker room and we're together in the houses and things like that, we really are able to like build our friendship as well. And so I think that's really important just as human beings to be able, you know, to learn about people and to get to know them and to see what their life is and, you know, what they're about. And so it's really cool. And I'm really happy that I get this opportunity and that Yoli is similar to me in that sense, because if I were in a situation where the other goalkeeper, you know, we didn't have a good relationship, I think it would be very toxic and very hard because... Mm -hmm then the quality of the training just isn't good. You know, I need Yoli to give me good distribution for me to work hard. I need her, you know, to do well when I'm in the goal and when, you know, when we do a rotation because or else I can't work well. It's the same for her. She needs me to do well and to give her good balls and good distribution or else she can improve. So that's really important. I want to say uh, hello to some great folks who are in the live chat. Uh, Mass, Cliff. Mario Galliano, who's the number one Napoli fan. I, I think th this question from Cliff is an interesting one. I'm, I'm really curious about this. I, I know like you, you're living your dream playing in Italy. Uh, Cliff asks, how is the lifestyle in Napoli? Is it one that's conducive with the life of a footballer? How do you balance everything? I mean, well, what is it like? I mean, you're you're living in and obviously your ancestry is from that country. So it's a huge dream and you've got you've got dual citizenship. But it's still it, it's it's a bit of a, a certain different culture, different to live there. So what's that been like for you so far? Um, absolutely. It's been, uh, I mean, for me, it wasn't that hard to adjust. I think I'm someone who's very, you know, open. I love, I've traveled a lot. I love learning about other cultures. I, you know, at some point I wanted to travel to every single country in the world. I don't think that's realistic considering, you know, certain <laughs> situations in certain countries. And also just um, how many countries I, there I are. It'd it's be fascinating tough. Yeah. to yeah, I mean that too, but I have a whole life, so you know, I can get there somehow. <laughs> um, no, but I've always been someone who's been super passionate about, you know, learning about people, learning about different cultures, religions, and all of these things. And it doesn't change, you know, playing soccer, like that gives me the opportunity to see different cultures. Now, where it was a little bit easier for me is because um, my grandmother, um, growing, I mean, she only speaks Italian, you know, she's when you go to her house, you're basically in Italy. So for me, like coming here was, I had a little bit of like, you know, it was similar. I had a little bit of familiarity with the situation. So it was awesome. Um, it definitely helped me, but being so excited to come here made it so easy to adjust because, you know, like I said, this was a dream country. So when I got off the point, I was like, 
this is it. Like I'm in Italy. I've waited my whole life to be here. Like this is just gonna be amazing. Um, but living in Napoli, you know, we're right outside of Napoli. We're in Nola. Um, I just worked out this way this year. I think last year the girls were living on the beach pretty much. And, you know, some of the players thought it wasn't maybe the most professional environment and it would be better to be closer to the field and things like that. Um, so now we're in another city. We're in NOLA. Um, but it's been really nice, you know, because we're super close to Napoli, so we can go whenever we want. Um, it's a really quick drive. And so we got to visit. We go there for dinner and things like that. But um, it's been easy to balance everything because everyone's super mature and everyone wants to be here um, to play soccer. So it's, you know, it's not difficult at all to just be able to balance everything and we definitely take advantage advantage of our days off to you know visit and do different things and, and you are you are such a professional um I, I feel bad even like giving you the temptation because i know you're in training all the time but uh, how, how hard is it to eat right okay because uh you know in naples the best pizza in the world some of the best pasta in the world um, if I were a professional athlete and I went to live there, I, I would probably eat myself out of the league within the matter of a few months. So you have to resist so much temptation. But if you're ever able to allow yourself some cheat days, what are some of your favorites? Um, we definitely allow ourselves our cheat days. We train so much and, you know, we all have meal plans. And, you know, I came here and I have a nutritionist from home that I follow and we continue to talk all the time. And we just check in with some things because, for instance, now I'm – training more and I'm losing a lot of weight um, and we're trying to like maintain my weight rather than me keep losing because you know I can't just keep losing and losing weight so I have the privilege you know to be able to go and have that pizza and she's like have to if you need to <laughs> um, so I, I can't complain in this situation like that I went for a pizza two days ago actually if nice. we have a really good place right by our house and me and a couple girls from Argentina went and had a pizza and it was a great pizza but um you know, I when we went to Rome, we definitely, you know, tried the carbonara, tried the cacio and pepe. We tried to, you know, do like we went to um, I went to a, one of my teammates house in Ferrara and they had pandini, I believe it's called that like is comes from there. And so we tried that. And it's really nice to be able to try, you know, all the local foods. Um, I mean, I have to say the pizza is amazing here. So I'm happy that I get to eat it whenever I want. <laughs> And do you have a, like a, a favorite type of pasta? Um, no, I, I don't actually have a favorite type of pasta. I'm a very picky eater. And if there's something I'm not picky with, it's definitely pasta. <laughs> <laughs> do you like curly pasta or do you like straight cut? What do you mean by that? <laughs> oh, I think he means like the shape of the pasta, like, like penne, pasta. spaghetti. What, what, what do you prefer more? Um, if you have to choose between the two. Right now, I've been eating a lot of rainbow pasta, um, you know, but a good spaghetti is always good. Penne is, I, I really can't even decide. I love penne. I love all the pasta. <laughs> now, now, now you, you, meant, you mentioned with some things you can be uh, a picky eater. Is is that like a, like a seafood thing? Because I, I know something that always happens, like when, when Americans – uh, go over to Italy, they're always expecting it to be like, you know, the, the place in their town where it's like chicken parmesan and all that. And then they're like surprised. Like it's a lot of seafood in Italy and Naples is a big seafood city. Are, are you a seafood fan? No, this is, this has been a problem because my mm. team loves seafood. And I have yeah. to say, I dislike seafood. All I eat is salmon. Um, I don't, you know, even when I go to sushi, I get 
cooked fish and chicken sushi, which is awful. I get made fun of all the time. <laughs> but um, we went to a lot of restaurants by the water and it looks amazing. I just, I don't like the texture of seafood. I am really not a fan, but the girls love it. We go often to, you know, seafood restaurants and it seems to be amazing. Like I'm sure when my family comes, they're going to love it because they love seafood. Um, but I was really surprised with like the, you know, there being so much seafood places and restaurants and just beautiful places here. It's, yeah. Looks amazing, just maybe not for me. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing. It, it, it was it was an, always an issue for me uh, going over there because I, I have uh, I have family over in Italy and we would go over like a lot of summers when I was a kid and I've gotten a little bit less picky now. Like I definitely eat more seafood now than I did when I was a kid, but it was always like something for me as a child. And and my father, who grew up in Italy, will eat literally anything and he loves all the seafood. And so I was always a kid. I'm like, man, yeah. where, where's the pasta everywhere we go? It's a seafood restaurant. <laughs> and I, I feel weird not ordering the seafood when I was a kid. So I always found that it's like, you know, you, you don't expect how much seafood there is over there. Oh, I'm with her, man. I hate seafood. I'm very picky. My mom's a, a, is a chef. Yeah, I'll be, you know, I, I'm the person. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's a chef. And like, she would bring home seafood all the time. Okay. And I would be so picky with it. And my mom would be like, why? Why can't you eat it all? And I like my salad. I pick all, all the onions. I hate raw onions. <laughs> hate raw onions. But I'll eat like fried onions or, or like it's so weird. I'm very picky when I, when I eat. Like I don't like avocados. I don't like the texture. Oh, I just, love them. Ooh, I man. can't eat it. I just don't like it. It doesn't settle in well. Oh, wow. I'm exactly like you. I'm, I'm very picky, man. Like I'm like you. Like very bad. It's. Yeah, with seafood, I'm with you. There, I, I, yeah. I ate shark before. Shark's not bad. Hard no for me. But uh, it, it, seafood think... is a hard no for me. But I definitely got better with time. I feel like in college we had a chef where where I lived, and you know I used to be really picky with vegetables, and I'm much less picky with vegetables now. And um, mm. you know I like to try different things now. But I would say seafood is the one thing I don't explore. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'm with you. I I, I salute it. Fish fish is a t sticky topic. Yeah, big time. Like smelt. Do you like smelts? What is that? What is like smelts? What? Smelts. I don't even know what that is. Smelts. They're like they're like um small fishes. Like you you normally go fishing for them like in, in oh, like November. Like, like sardines or something? No, but they're called smelts. Like you guys never heard of that? No. Oh wow! How, how about shamaruk? Oh, yeah. She's how heard about, of salmon, Jerry. How about shamaruk? You like shamaruk? <laughs> you don't know what shamaruk is. Uh, you're stumping me as well here, Jerry. No. We, we we need to give okay, you like a food is snails. show. Shamaruk is, is snails. They're like uh, snails. Oh, oh, oh yeah. okay. It's dialect. That's what it is. Oh, uh, okay, okay. I I don't know your Lazio dialect. <laughs> So, so something uh something i'd love i'd love uh to to get the rundown on kelly because i know shortly shortly before we started the show you had gotten home uh from training uh and, and you talked a little bit about like the goalkeeper stuff but walk us through like a day in the life of training like how like how, how rigorous is it on a normal day and uh, and how do you guys get prepared for game day yeah um are we you know, our weeks have been pretty similar so far. Every week looks about the same. Um, we typically get one to two days off, depending on when we play. Um, you know, with we've had a few injuries on the team, and so they, you know, obviously tried to give us two days. 
Um, and then, so, you know, assuming we have, I don't know, Sunday or Monday off or Monday, Tuesday, then the next day we'd have two a days. So we, you know, have a morning practice, get home, eat. Um, then we typically have film around three practice again at like four, four thirty, And then we go home, have time to eat dinner. And then the next day we go again. Then on, on the second day, we typically, which was today, um, we typically have training in the morning. Um, we have a lift session in the gym together in the afternoon. And then and the next day, so tomorrow I have a one a day. So we only train in the morning and then, you know, physio and treatment and things like that that we need. Um, Saturday this week, we don't have a game because it's the international break. Um, we are playing a scrimmage against the boys team. So, you know, the girls who are here are going to get some playing time just so that we can stay in game shape and just, you know, get some some playing time. And then um, Sunday we'll have off. And then this week we only have one day off. So then we go again next week. But so there's, it's a lot of two days. You know, of course there's a training in the morning every day, but then on top of that, you know, there's a lot of film sessions. So today, I think we might be losing the yeah. connection a little bit. We're losing connection here. Oh, apologies, apologies. But uh, I think, uh, hold on, if Kelly can still hear us, um, I, I think uh, I think Jerry, you might have wanted to get in one more, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up in a couple minutes. But yeah, I think the uh, the connection might be might be a little bit faulty now. I wasn't sure if it was my Wi-Fi, Jerry's, or Kelly's. Can we lost. We are losing her day but for some reason today was like the craziest day i had to open open a bank man she's giving us she's giving us great stuff too about training i i, I don't know so, kelly i apologize if you can hear me we lost the uh, connection a little bit oh i think it might have uh cleared up a little bit are you there uh-oh I think we might be on a little bit of a delay now. I'm back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! I, I think I think she might be signing out and signing back in. Un unbelievable information. Um, ho hopefully she can get reconnected uh, so we can we could say a proper goodbye. But I mean, it's not often, Jerry, we get to receive insight like that on you know what it's like to go through professional training sessions i was so fascinated to hear her talk about you know what what it's like to go up against uh to go up against penalty kick takers and the like so some pretty fascinating back. stuff she's back yes <laughs> well and, and we're not going to take up too much more of your time I, I think jerry if you had anything else you wanted to ask kelly and then we'll we'll say a proper goodbye after that um well well I misread the schedule because I didn't know you had Sampdoria first and you're on a bye 
And after that, you had Lazio because <laughs> here I am thinking that you guys are playing Lazio next weekend. But he wanted to talk some trash. No, 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 no. <laughs> I won't do that to you. You're honorary. I don't, I don't, I don't. You're, you're too nice. I can't uh, talk shit to you, man. And, and because you, you're, you're, a, you're over here. I'm over here. If I had guys like Cliff on right now, like we normally do, I normally should talk him. A because he's a Juve fan. B it's just because it's Cliff. But. um no, no, I, I guess I guess closer to the game we can dissect that. But um, I, I guess people, there are Napoli fans who are listening to this. How would you assess Napoli's season and, and how are things going for them? And I guess, like, where, where do you see, like, the club doing this season? Men's or the women's? Oh, men's or women's, oh. Jerry? Oh, sorry, women's. Oh, who cares about the men? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no, because we have been talking. We're trying to get to a men's game. That would be so cool. Um, and we haven't had the chance to, but I would be so excited because they're doing so well right now. So that would be nice. I'm here. It's so mine as well, right? It's true. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm more interested um, no, about so, your season, though. Yeah. This is about um, you, right? I, no, I so... The men's get enough yeah. attention. I think My women's sister. football doesn't get enough. That's not wrong at all. Um, no, our season, um, <laughs> our season, difficult question, I would say, because we're kind of in a tough patch right now. Um, the Coppa Italia game was really important for us. Um, you know, we needed to, it was a game that we really wanted to do well to, um, you know, score a lot of goals and just, a game that we could have used to really build our confidence for, you know, the Sampdoria games and Lazio games, because those are games that we cannot afford to lose. These are games that we absolutely have to win um, because all of these teams are like right below us or right above us. And so ultimately the team that wins passes the other team, you know, um, we have been in a situation where all of the first games in our season have been against, you know, typically the top teams, AC Milan, Juventus, Inter, Roma. Um, so we had a very tough um, beginning of the season, we still managed, you know, to take out uh, four points out of this. Um, I we this is the first time that like we really are starting to get some of our players back because we've had some, you know, injuries that have been dragging on for a while. We just got um, one of you know our top players just got her visa, um, Soledad from Argentina, and so that's a huge piece for us. A fan, um, I think we're just you know finally putting all the pieces together, obviously it's hard mentally because we have so much talent and we know we can do such big things this season, but we haven't gotten the chance to do that yet. Um, but I think this puts us kind of in a good situation because, you know, we, we know, we know we have the talent, we know what we can do. We work hard, all of that. So now it's just like doing it. So it's not like we don't have the talent and, you know, we're lacking some key players in some positions. We have that. We just really have to put it all together and I think this comes with having a brand new team. Um, having so many players who are new to this team um, is obviously a challenge, but I think that, you know, we're really going towards the right, where we want to be. And we're really taking, you know, putting everything together and working hard. And just, I was, you know, talking to the team the other day and I was like, we really just all need to believe in it a hundred percent. And we really just, we really have to give our all into this. Like if one girl doesn't believe in it, it's simply not going to work. You know, when you go on a field, even the players who aren't playing, you have to 
you know, fully believe at 100% that we can do this, we can win this team, no matter if it's Juventus, Lazio, it doesn't matter, you know, you, we all have to believe and we all have to work together and just see the end of this. And so I think, you know, it's exciting that like now we get to play big games that we know we can win. Um, you know, I just hope that it's all going to work out. Obviously, it's, it's very important. So this is, you know, the time will tell. Well, we guarantee we've went for you guys. Lazio is so bad this year. Lazio is so <laughs> bad. Like, oh my god, they are dreadful. They were so good last year in City of B. They got promoted, and this year they only have a win. They fired their manager. Probably will get rehired because it won't probably last with the second one they just hired. I don't know too much about him. It's that's the case. You bring him in. If it doesn't work out, you're not going to hire a third manager. You're going to go back to the previous manager still under contract. They go back in. It's going to be the same thing. I, that's a guaranteed three points for Napoli. I think that. Wow. Guaranteed. I mean. Guaranteed. You know what? Oh, yeah. We played them. We played them in the off like in the preseason, and we tied zero zero. I'm pretty sure it was a tie game, and you know they came out and they surprised us, and so it's surprising that they're you know not doing so well. I'm not sure what's going on in their team because obviously I don't know anyone there, but. It's very tough coming from um, City of A and then, you know, yeah. See, trying like, to compete. I know Napoli had a lot of issues last year as well. Um, so it's always really tough just, you know, to make that step. Um, but I'm excited to see, like, if we can get the three points, you know, that's what we need. <laughs> I'll but take I, it. I'm, I'm, I don't look at preseason. I, like, so my, my, my mother-in-law is a big NBA fan. And prior to yesterday, and you're, you're from Canada, so you'll know what I'm talking about. She was so hyped up about the Raptors season opener. Oh my God, it looks so good in preseason. And I said to her, prior to this game last week, I was like, when you go play regular season slash City A season, you're playing with top elite players. You're playing with the best 11 starting. You're not playing with no disrespect to anybody. Your average player mixed with some yeah. of your best players. Mm-hmm. Like you're playing the best now. So with Lazio, I think that it's a big shock because they are out of their, 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 their class in city out right now. And I don't know what the investments like for their team, what they've been able to purchase. I don't put enough time as I, as I like to, but um, yeah, the only person who has really stood out to me on Lazio is, is this girl Anderson. I think she's like really young, 18 or 19 or something like that. She's a forward. Yeah. And uh, she's, she's been really, really good other than that i don't know anybody else yeah. on the team and and, uh, and i'll also say I and mean, you can you can elaborate if you want i just think the coverage on on women's football is disgustingly poor it's disgustingly poor and that people like so many napoli fans would love to watch your games and to get a stream to get a live feed is like a miracle if you're even to get something um me as a last yeah. fan like as i said i I, I was able to watch Inter versus Lazio earlier in the season because it was on the Inter channel. And if you have like the, the zone Italy, they exactly. have like, they have the Milan channel and the, and the Inter channel. And you are 100% going to be able to watch women's football. Other than that, it's, it's impossible. And I just think that they need to do a better job worldwide. I don't want to just say in Italy, worldwide, that there has to be a better yeah. understanding, a better everything about women's football, even Canada, I think they're starting to slowly put in programs, but still not enough to, to help women grow their game, become a better player, even for club and country. So like yeah. it, it just, it, it took what over a decade for men's football 
to get better in Canada. <laughs> and like that's who who would have thought that yeah. men's football would have been ignored in Canada as well, right? So no, absolutely. I think you know, there's been so much progress that has been made that I have to recognize. Like just, you know, this year we've had the opportunity to watch a lot of the women's champions league because they're all on YouTube now, which this is amazing because, you know, I'm someone who loves watching the Champions League, men's or women. And, in the you know, the last years, it was so difficult to find these top games. And, you know, you're talking about Lyon and Barca playing. And it's like, why can't I watch this game where all of the best players in the world are playing together? And this is like the biggest game of the year, you know. Um, so now it's great that we have that opportunity to watch these Champions League games. But it is very frustrating um, not having that coverage because, you know, it's something that is so important. Um Especially, you know, we just went through COVID, right? And you, we, I mean, right now you still have like in some, I know like when we went to Rome, you know, you had to like show a COVID test and things like that. So there are restrictions. It makes, you know, things harder already. So then if there are already these complications for people to come see the game in person, Mm -hmm. you know, you would have assumed that they would have up their, you know, just the screening time and the exposure. Um, But that didn't necessarily happen. And so it's, it's definitely frustrating, but you know, fingers crossed that it keeps improving. There's been so much improvement in the women's game overall. And so I hope that it only goes up from here. But it is difficult, you know, when we have so many internationals on my team, girls who are not from Italy. And, you know, a lot of them are like, well, my parents couldn't watch the game. You know, when everyone wants their parents to watch the game or their friends and, you know, girlfriend, boyfriends, whatever. Um, And so it is difficult. It is frustrating. Um, You know, it's just you, we all hope that it gets better. There, we don't know, you know, what can we do? We are, we speak about this, you know, we, we have a lot of girls on the team who have a lot of followers and who have all of this exposure. And so, you know, these girls try to say something and have a voice. Um, for example, the field, another situation that is would never, ever, ever happen in the men's league. When we played the Coppa Italia game um, at Chievo Verona, I have never played on a field so, so bad. The turf was, you know, there were lines in the turf. The fir- the turf was, like, lifted up. It, it was a nightmare for anyone who's ever had a knee injury. Talking for myself, I was horrified in the box because I was like, if my cleat gets caught in this turf, like, there's no more ACL. And, you know, a lot of girls took videos and pictures and made tweets after and were like, this is unacceptable. How are we, a, you know, a women's team playing in Syria and we are playing on this field? It was it was basically like pay, playing on carpet. It was so hard. The tur- it was just awful conditions. And we were saying in the locker room, this would never be tolerated for a men's team. Never, yeah. ever, ever. And yeah. so why is it acceptable for us to play on this field? Well, it's funny you say that because Maurizio Sarri on Lazio has been talk- talking about how bad the pitch is at, at the Stadio Olimpico as well. He's actually discussed about like uh, frequently like that the pitch is not maintained right. Um, I, I guess it's because having to play multiple games on it and they're not maintaining it, but that has been an issue at the Stadio Olimpico. I know that, but um, I'll end it with this for you. I will say another thing that I'm going to elaborate earlier to the show, and, and, I'll, and I'll give you one more reason why Gigi Donnarumma, sorry, why Buffon is a better player than Donnarumma. <laughs> just, to, to, just to hype it up for you. He was loyal to Juventus, and he stayed loyal throughout his whole career. And I don't think money became a factor in, in, in becoming distance. Now, I know Juventus is rich or whatever, but they, they went through hurdles in, in, in the early 2000s where they weren't as elite as they are 
in the last 10 years. You know what I mean? They went through their scandal yeah. and all, all that political crap. I don't want to get I don't want to get technical into that stuff, but at the end of the day, Donnarumma, I think, ruined his legacy as a Milanisti, and could have been a much better goalkeeper had he stayed true to Milan. Um, Buffon never got really he he stayed true to, to to Juventus, and that was it. Juventus was his blood, and when he left Juventus, he left for. Club reasons, not for personal reasons. And, and and the first time he left, he went to PSG, was a was a starter. So it mm-hmm. wasn't like it was a mistake. He left, went to the Champions League, whatever. Came back mm-hmm. and, and basically this time played as a backup. Now he's in Parma, I, and I like that decision because he's going back to his roots where it started. So I I think that for that reason, I I, I appreciate players who do not always choose the money. And, and go with their the loyalty of their club. And, and yeah. for that reason, I always say that Buffon will always be better for that reason. J- J- Jerry throwing you know, out the I really gear. wish that... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Don't be. Go ahead. Um, I really wish my roommate was here right now. She just flew to Sweden today for the weekend. But she is, you know, a diehard hard Milan fan and she has this nickname for Donna like that and I'm like so I really wish she could be here to give you her thoughts on that because I hear it all the time as soon as we see him on TV or as soon as someone brings him up she always has a comment about him <laughs> no I'll never bash like the guy he wasn't loyal woman. <laughs> uh, you know what I'll never bash the guy threats or anything like that you know what he made a personal decision it's tough you're in the media um I I just think that the the best way would have been like last year I'm gone Either give me seven million or whatever you want. You can't meet that. Okay, goodbye. Don't go back and forth like a yo-yo and, and make yourself look like a, a fool. But I got some rapid questions, and I like to apologize to for the Italian. What, what, I always get his podcast wrong. Nima's. The oh, Italian, the, the the Italian football the, show. The Italian football show, and I, I'm going to steal a chapter out of their books because, uh, and, and I apologize, Nima, because we don't often get a person such as Kelly an elite player and status like this we normally get the scrubs like cliff but uh <laughs> but uh how do you feel about pineapple on your pizza yes or no no i don't like pineapple i'm picky remember <laughs> okay listen and, and i and it, we we agree wholeheartedly and listen i love pizza and i also love pineapple i just don't think they belong together no i agree i i don't think that should be on the pizza um second question and, and these are just questions from nima's pod and, and i hope nima doesn't get mad these are great questions he always asks his people messi or ronaldo Wow. I can't believe you asked this. One of the trainers in the gym just asked me this today. He came up to me. He's like, Mr. Ronaldo. Um, I, you know, growing up, I was a huge Ronaldo fan. I feel like that's a classic, you know, little girl idol thing. But I don't think you can compare them. I think that Messi is insanely technical, whereas Ronaldo has these physical abilities that are like no other. Um, And so to compare them would be not to give them like, just as to what they're actually good at. They're such different players. You know, one is more technical, one's more physical. And I think, you know, they're both so amazing that people who compare them, 
like don't actually give them credit for what they're actually amazing for. So I cannot take part in this debate. I think they're both amazing. And I think people who choose one or the other don't actually know, you know, what Fine, soccer I'll, is. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll alter the question then. Fine, I'll alter the question. Messi or Maradona? <laughs> Messi or Maradona? Uh, wow, I'm going to go with Messi. Okay. I'm going to get shot for this. <laughs> I, I go with Messi too. I'll, I'll back you up. I'm a, I was, was going to say, BB, careful saying that in Naples. You might want to. You might want to. You might want to lower your voice when you <laughs> I, give that answer. This is dangerous. <laughs> this is really dangerous for me. <laughs> well, I, I tweeted out yesterday that Ronaldo is such clutch and like hate him or love him, he always scores big goals. And people are like, "Oh my God, you're defending Ronaldo!" And I go, "I'll always be a Messi guy." Like you said, you grew up being a Ronaldo fan and the fangirl and all that. I grew up being a messy person, and that was why I started to watch football because the way he played. But I think a lot of people forget they play two different positions. So it's always hard to to compare yeah. and contrast two players that are too widely different. But at the end of the day, a lot of people forget that they're generational players. Like, I, I know everyone talks about exactly. Mbappe. We talk about Mbappe and, and uh, Holland, but at the end of the day, they, they haven't done it for 20 years. They haven't done it for 15 years. They've done it for a couple of seasons. And I know that they're generational talent. That is true. But they're not generational players yet for me that they have done it on a consistent basis. They need to yeah. do it and, and get to that level of what Ronaldo and Messi have done. So I do agree with you that a lot of people forget that we may not ever be able to, to compare the two like this again in such a long time exactly. and exactly. so um and you have any questions uh any more rapid questions uh alex because uh oh do you like nutella that's a great one um i used to love nutella until i found out that it's actually horrible for the environment so i do not eat nutella anymore really? what? what what whoa 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 i actually gave up nutella it's been over a month now why why for a month <laughs> he's yeah. a recovering addict this guy. <laughs> Why? What? Can you can you elaborate on this? Because I will go against Nutella from now on if I if this is a really good reason. Um. Yeah. Um, so it's about something about like the palm trees. Um. They use like palm oil and things like that, and just destroying right. all the palm trees. And so it's an ingredient that just shouldn't be used. Um. Hmm. So Nutella. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, that's a simple answer. Fair yeah. enough. We'll, we'll wrap yeah. it up on that note. I cannot thank you enough, <laughs> Kelly, for taking some time. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, Jerry's dreams are crushed now with this Nutella stuff. Kelly, we can't thank you enough for taking some time. It's been our, our honor and privilege here to talk to Kelly Chiavato. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Uh, we, we won't be strangers. Don't be a stranger. We'd love to get you on again sometime. Thank you so much, and best of luck in your fixtures coming up. Thank you so much. I'm so happy we got to do this. We should definitely keep in touch. I love it. It's been if another... you're free, you should come on again for uh, Lazio versus Napoli. We, yeah, uh, we'll, 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 I would we'll love we'll that. Jerry, talk a little trash. I, that I, I would love to have you if, you if you're if you're free. I know you're you're very busy with your training and everything, but there's a slot available for Lazio. No, let's Napoli. do it. Let's that, do it. That, that would be fantastic because <laughs> I will do my research for 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 that. <laughs> we'll make it happen. Because our, 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 I'll give a shout-out, actually, to Stephen Moore of the Laziale. He runs the Lazio site, and he does a fantastic job covering women's football, actually. He does all the match reports. Well, credit to Apollo. 
Hayes, who does all the writing on the on the news, but he does a great job. Like they do match reports about the women's football. They keep up with the news of the managers, um, the 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 match like match uh, like um, press conferences, everything. So they do a really good job and they give really good coverage in regards to that aspect. And it's really nice because the Lazio main Twitter account and club in general does such a poor job of, of doing English sites. And that's where I, I credit a lot of other clubs like Juve, Napoli, Inter. Yeah. They do a lot of a really good job with their English content. And Lazio does a really crap job. I'll even give a shout out to Roma too, because Roma does a really good job with that too. And, yeah. and we're, we're, we're living in the 1960s still. So, <laughs> so, but um, yeah, you know what? Good luck against Sampdoria. I will root for Napoli from now on. Because, awesome. Because A, you're from Canada. So I will always root Canada 100%. <laughs> Two, I'm very happy that you've been able to, to come on this show. And you're very humble and, and very respectful and 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 I, I noticed that a lot Absolutely. of athletes and I and I and I'm very open ask Alex I, I'm not shy because you play for Napoli I'm gonna treat you differently like I will if you were say Messi on the show I would treat Messi like no different but like point is is that you you don't act like you're on top of the world and, and you're very humble and you you remember that yeah, you, you do play for Napoli, but you're no different than anybody else. You're no higher than anybody else. So that's very that's very good that you you that you keep that in mind. Like, and I and I noticed that by you that you, you don't change because your status is all. Oh my God, I play for La, I play for Napoli now, so I'm bigger than you. And I think a lot of these athletes do become like that. And let's say example Ben Simmons of Philadelphia 76ers and NBA. You probably have seen the headlines if you've been following, or maybe not, of how he thinks he's bigger than his club his team and and those social medias become an image of yourself right and and i'm very happy that you are a team player you 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 notice that you're very supportive of others you've recognized what your parents have been able to do for you and 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 i respect that humbly about you and lastly i will choose napoli because chido immobile is napoli done and he's my favorite player along with sergey malika pasavich <laughs> Sorry, I, I was I was still muted. No, thank but you. seriously, thank you. I really yeah, it. thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time on another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. Ciao.